0: I saw this on Twitter and I feel like it is the best way to describe how things went for the Broncos in Kansas City. So I'm going to sing it for you. (laughs) Oh, the weather outside is frightful. And since there's no place to go, it doesn't show signs of stopping. How I'll hate going out in the storm. The fire is slowly dying that's it that's only the sad lines from let it snow okay (laughs) and that's how it felt to watch the broadcast on Sunday
1: I don't don't even think it was that merry sounding like that was too melodic to well it
0: was I was just all like the start of things
1: because there's resolution
0: (laughs) the comment I saw was how can you end this with the fire is slowly dying very true
1: I mean was it slowly die that was more like trying to start a fire with wet logs.
0: Welcome to the Denver's. I'm Derek.
1: <laughs> I'm Quinn.
0: So I watched that game with my friend Jeremy, who has asked for a Drew Locke jersey for Christmas. And I asked in the third quarter, do you want to change your Christmas present?
1: But <laughs> um, What did he say?
0: He said not yet. He's all on board. He thinks that Drew Locke is the guy. And I don't think... You can make a judgment based on that game. It was a disaster. We'll get into the numbers a little bit, but I will say the most discouraging thing about that game was how good Patrick Mahomes looked comparatively.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was... Like, I heard it best described. The Broncos looked like they were playing on the road um, in terrible conditions. The Chiefs looked like they were playing a scrimmage in a dome in Miami. Um, it looked like two completely different realities were playing out for <laughs> those two teams. But yeah, Mahomes looked amazing.
0: Well, it is time now for the longest seven minutes in Denver sports, which some of will will be dedicated to the Broncos Chiefs game. Yes, indeed. But we're going to start in the place where we ended last week, where I had to make an amendum to the show because CSU had hired their football coach while we were recording. (laughs) And that football coach is Steve Adazio, former Boston College football coach, most famous for his Vine videos. Now, have you seen these Vine videos? I've not. Okay. I'm going to play it for you and get your reaction to it.
1: I didn't know Vine videos still existed. They
0: don't. This is a compilation of the best Vine videos of Steve Adazio.
1: Got another dude! Hey! What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Dudes to the right. Dudes to the left. Stuck in the middle with you. Got another dude! Heisman Trophy. Bronco Nagurski Award. Ultimate dudes. Got another
0: dude!
1: O-line you, bunch of dudes lot of dudes. Yeah! Another dude in the house! Yeah!
0: Got another dude! Yeah! That uh, video was put together by the ACC Digital Network. I was
1: surprised to see that that got picked up by such an esteemed media organization. Well, the
0: thing that we have <laughs> learned is that Steve Adazio is really into dudes.
1: Tight. I... You know, when we go back to the original conversation of a leader of men, perhaps we pare back our expectations a little bit. And we're just like, a dude who's into dudes is... What is the next great thing?
0: I have to say, the first time that I heard that on the radio, I thought, I feel like this is homophobic. And then it turned out to be the exact opposite of that. Yeah, it's... Like, if you said a guy's really into dudes, you're like... But that's not what he means at all. Yeah, no, no, not at all. What he actually means is he likes... Guys being dudes.
1: I You know, as a dude myself, I, I think I identify primarily as a dude. I'm down with other dudes. Dudes who like dudes, dudes who love dudes, dudes who know how to coach dudes in football. Those are all good on my list.
0: So this is literally the thing that's most known about him, is his, his dude love in his Vine videos. <laughs> um, and CSU has completely embraced the dude culture. I think that there were a lot of dude things on twitter today it was national signing day for colorado state um other than that he is a 500 coach like exactly 500 he's had some nfl players um some left over from before his tenure um and then some guys that he's he's recruited but interesting hire wasn't the biggest hire of the week in college football in colorado though because the next day Northern Colorado stole the show by hiring Ed McCaffrey as their new head football coach.
1: That is so rad. As a one-year bear myself, it brings me immeasurable joy to know that the football team got some slice of relevance and um, I feel like they will let McCaffrey coach forever if he wants to.
0: Just saying we have an NFL almost Hall of Famer on our roster is enough? Is
1: he a Ring of Famer?
0: Yeah, he's a Ring of Famer and Super Bowl champion, and he went to Stanford. Two times, yeah. Super
1: Bowl champion, um, creator of, uh, at one point, uh, NFL MVP candidate. The his Christian his son? I yeah. was like, I don't think Ed. All right, I mean that's that's one hell of a resume, and I'm sure there has to be. Does he have another kid in the pipeline yet?
0: They do. He he's a quarterback. I think he w- tried to go to Alabama, maybe, maybe uh, Nebraska. He's on the
1: bench at Michigan or okay. was anyway, but he wasn't getting playing time. So no. maybe
0: he's never. Yeah, maybe, maybe UNC is where he's gonna oh. finally get to play a, a snap.
1: Bro, I mean, he like it won't be good for his professional career if that's what he's angling towards. Um,
0: yeah, because both the other kids, the other McCaffrey was a receiver in the NFL for a while. He was like on practice squads. Yeah, basically. he's a practice squad yeah.
1: dude. I mean, which is still really hard. Good on him, Vin Christian. Took most of the talent. Then the other one was like a valor dude, and I think I might have played him. One, year. no, I didn't. I'm so old. Um,
0: you could have played the first one, baby.
1: <laughs> maybe the first. Yeah, Jesus. Um, <laughs> that just hurt my feelings. What I'm saying is, he's probably not going to the NFL, so he should come to the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference and break every record in one year's time by playing for the Bears, and that would be an amazing story.
0: I just want to put a a note on this. We have no idea what's going on with this kid, so if we got all of this wrong, very sorry. No,
1: I remember he played for Valor. I know that much. (laughs) He won the state championship, because back when Altitude was a station on Comcast, I watched the game one night. Um, And now, I bet you my entire Christmas stocking that he's been on the bench for Michigan the last few years.
0: It does look like he was at one point playing for Michigan this year. So, there's a video. Wisconsin defender obliterates Michigan QB Dylan McCaffrey with textbook (laughs) dirty hit. So, he did play. Um, Is that the first hit that he got? Yeah. (laughs) Anyway.
1: So, Ed McCaffrey is a UNC Bear bringing glory back to Greeley. Um,
0: And the – Irony of this was the Greeley Tribune cut their sports staff the week before this happened. So as of right now, Greeley Tribune has no sports writers to cover the biggest moment in UNC history.
1: Almost biggest moment. The one year that I went there, they made it to the uh, NCAA tournament.
0: With Tad Boyle.
1: Was it with Tad Boyle?
0: Maybe it was the year after Tad. You know more than me. I think it was was the year after Tad.
1: It was a cool thing. Yeah. So, boom. There we go. Shout out to the Bears.
0: (laughs) Thursday night, Carmelo Anthony returned to Denver with the Portland Trailblazers. Um, The only way that this this meeting played out like the previous meetings Carmelo has returned was that he lost and is now 0-7 against the Denver Nuggets in his career.
1: Well, and he got booed by petty-ass fans again. I was actually super hurt to hear just how loud they were booing.
0: But there were cheers, apparently, too. Really? Reported that it was a mix of cheers and boos. Okay. Maybe even more cheers.
1: I'll take ambivalence. I just heard, I was listening on the radio, and I just heard through the radio the boos, and they're like, and Carmelo's touching the ball again. And I'm, I've, I got into some Reddit arguments about people who still act like Carmelo destroyed the Nuggets by leaving a full decade ago.
0: I do think at least around – like, there's definitely the people that will hate Carmelo forever. But I do think that somehow in the last year, I think that maybe him having to sit out a whole year has softened some people.
1: I think so. Like, now it's just a feel-good story because, like, most of the people who are booing him, we're at least 25 and older because no Young Nuggets fans are booing Carmelo Anthony because he left a decade ago Hugh Weenies. So it's like all of us, I think, should be mature enough – have had face adversity and understand how cool it is to see a dude who was washed up come back.
0: He did say that he appreciated Denver as a city and both an organization that he played for and when asked where he thought his jersey should be retired, he did say in Denver, of course, although he doesn't know how they're going to get around the Jokic thing, but it seems like eventually his number is going to be retired here now, which I don't think I would have thought two years ago.
1: Yeah. I don't think so either. And for me, I'm like... I didn't realize how big of a Carmelo fan I am now. Um, but it just brings back a lot of youthful memories. Uh, they retired Matumbo's jersey, and it was a fun time. And Matumbo doesn't have nearly as many credentials for the Nuggets as Carmelo does. So on that fact alone, I think he has to go up. Um, and I feel like... One, you can retire the number and Jokic will just wear it. Or Jokic would just... I don't think Jokic cares about much of anything, let alone just his number. So he may be like, yeah, you sure take it, and then he'll be um, number 63 or some random thing.
0: Isn't it crazy that... I think they can wait till Jokic retires or do sort of the thing they did with Mariano Rivera, I think with the Yankees or someone like that. It wasn't Rivera. It was somebody where that guy was the last guy that was going to wear it after. So, yeah. like, they could just retire it and then be like, Jokic is the last guy that gets to wear the jersey.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, like, for me, it just iterates back to the four different arguments I had on Reddit that night. Um, there's no bad will that can be surfaced by honoring – the dude is still, like, at this point, at least the last 25 years, the biggest name to – wear a Nuggets jersey. Like, Jokic, awesome. I hope he becomes everything that Carmelo couldn't be. But dude has only played five years for the Nuggets, whereas Carmelo may have saved the franchise. I think you said it. Like, who knows if the Nuggets would still be in Denver if they had drafted Darko Milicic that year. Like, Carmelo... Carmelo had made Denver cool in a lot of ways. Like, first time I saw a Nuggets jersey in a hip-hop video, I was like, oh, my God, we're on the map. This might be an interesting thought for another time, but it's weird thinking about
0: that era, so the era before this current one. Carmelo is really the only one whose jersey might be retired. And, like, when we signed all of these people, like, there was a case at one point where you could have been, like, maybe Kenyon Martin, maybe Nene. Probably never Iverson, but if they'd won a championship, maybe. Maybe. like Chauncey is the only one that sort of makes sense, and he wore four different numbers, which just makes it very hard to retire his number, even yeah. if he wanted to.
1: I mean, Chauncey, if he ever wanted to, which I don't know, I feel like he makes great money doing whatever he does, doing color commentary, but like he could come back in a general manager role and I think very easily get a fast track to that honor but well, i mean the nuggets just don't have that many great players so why would you shun mellow because he hurt your feelings in 2011
0: the uh, one person that they should eventually retire that i'm guessing they never will is george carl because he has the same number of wins as doug moe or maybe one less i believe it's either exactly the same or one less than doug moe who is retired with his wins yeah, I also could see them retiring Chauncey as Mr. Big Shot or King of Park Hill, not putting a number up there, but just putting his name and one of those things in the rafters.
1: That would be cool. It just – he has his jersey retired in Detroit, so that just feels – I think they did it when they played the Nuggets, which that that felt mad disrespectful, but he did – he was Mr. Big Shot there. Um Like, they could retire the moment that he inbounded the ball off of Kobe's back. That could be a moment that I'd like to see preserved in eternity.
0: Just a picture.
1: Just a picture.
0: On Friday, CU barely beat CSU at basketball, which was very disappointing. And I am sorry for all of the early hype that I had about CU. Um, They need to prove that they're a great team again. They've got uh, Texas, Texas Prairie View coming up, who... I believe made the tournament last year or regular season when like won their conference, the regular season last year. And then they're going to Chicago to play Dayton right before Christmas. Oh, that's a a tournament. Yeah. It's just a like classic. I think they just call it a hardwood classic game or something. Oh yeah. CU Um, and
1: Dayton (laughs) in the Windy City.
0: And Dayton was ranked last I checked. I'm sort of bitter about CU. So I did no research about what's going on, Um, but hopefully they're going to turn it around and then, the day after New Year's, Pac-12 play will start.
1: Cool. Does is Pac-12 good this year?
0: They have like four good teams, and I think CU is one of those four good teams. Although Stanford's playing really well, really? So uh. which they haven't been good in a long time. So, um, the Avs knocked off the New Jersey Devils, and two days before, they defeated the Philadelphia Flyers both by the score of three to one. Uh, we'll get to some more Avs talk in a minute, but they've sort of been coasting the last couple of weeks. Like both those games, it was like goalie bear bailed us out. It was Francis because Grubauer wasn't healthy yet. Uh, good wins, but also haven't seen them put a really good game together in a couple of weeks. Mm.
1: Didn't and Taylor Hall didn't play in. Yes. He was that game.
0: held out of that game, which sparked more speculation that he was going to get traded to the abs. And then the next night, they played the Coyotes, and he was held out, which is where he got traded to. Uh, was, he's now an Arizona Coyote.
1: I didn't know this. Somehow that – oh.
0: Yeah. So, also – Yeah, this is
1: a real life – oh. <laughs> I could have done more research myself, but I really thought that was still going to be a thing.
0: Yeah, so it's not a thing. And he went to he went to the Western Conference, and really, from what I've seen, and I know nothing about Arizona's prospects, but from people who do know – the halves could have at least matched what Arizona gave if not really uh blown it out of the water. So
1: Well, I know we have to do other recaps, but holy shit. <laughs> I'm 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 stunned. Um I will continue.
0: <laughs> the Nuggets knocked off the thunder on Saturday night. Uh after the game, Michael Malone said that Jokic looked fast. To which Jokic responded, Finally, something athletic. And me in the same sentence.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, okay, wait. Boom. Taylor Hall, thank you. I hope you never win in Colorado again. He could come um, back
0: as a free agent. He's oh, a he, could, he could, he could, yeah. So,
1: July. <laughs> oh, then, okay, thank you. Um <laughs> Yeah, that was one of the more convincing wins the Nuggets have had against OKC, who had, at that point had been um, on, I think, a three-game winning streak and looking more like a competitive team. Um, Gallo returned to Denver. He came against the Clippers, I think.
0: He at least played in one of the games. He was hurt a lot.
1: Yeah, but it was, it was like a nice return. But he played terribly, which actually hurt my heart a little bit. But it was nice. Yeah, Jokic looked fast, and... Um, as I say on Reddit, joke miss has come like December fifteenth, the anniversary of the um day that he was put into the starting lineup. Um yeah, he looked great against OKC.
0: And the next night the Knicks I guess it was tomorrow afternoon. The Knicks played in Denver. It was Star Wars night, which was the fourth night in a row that the Knicks had had to play Star Wars Night on a four-game road <laughs> trip during the last, every night was Star Wars Night, which just tells you how far the Knicks have fallen. <laughs> the only way they can get people to come to the game is if it's Star Wars Night.
1: Yeah, that's, I'm questioning, when did Star Wars Night become a December tradition? Because I thought May the 4th was, like, everything Star Wars.
0: Well, the movie is coming out Thursday, oh. Thursday night, but... That's when the Avs are having their Star Wars night, which is terrible timing because diehard people will want to go see Star Wars on Thursday night, not go to the Avs game and watch them play the Hurricanes.
1: Yeah, that's I, – I just found that kind of annoying. And because Star Wars was playing on TNT, I was like, what, what am I missing? But I forgot Disney is just throwing hundreds of millions of dollars at marketing. Um, that was a weird game. That was not a fun Nuggets-Knicks game just because the Nuggets – for classically blowing them out of the water, and then for whatever reason just decided to stop playing good basketball.
0: It was the Knicks. I guess they just wanted to see how close they could get it.
1: Yeah. And that's kind of sad. Like, the Knicks, they looked good for some portions, and I have to assume they looked good a lot and just have looked awful most of the time, and that's why they have such a terrible record.
0: I saw a quote from R.J. Barrett where he was like, I'm 19. I have a lot of career ahead of me. I don't feel any pressure, even though the Knicks are terrible and I've already had a coach fired. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, that's good perspective, young fella.
0: Um, also on Sunday, of course, the Denver Broncos lost to the Kansas City Chiefs 23-3, to which was better than their loss here 30-6 to on Thursday night, mm. which really ended the Broncos season all those months ago. Drew Locke 18-40. 208 yards and an interception Patrick Mahomes 27 for 34 340 yards two touchdowns and an interception that he didn't even really need to throw it was just like he decided to yeah um it was as you were saying before it was the strangest game because it looked like Mahomes was just playing a regular game and the Broncos could not complete a pass the weather was awful if you did not watch this game there was snow everywhere. They tried to computerly use the computer to add the lines and the numbers at one point which did not look good. No, no. Um I mean I don't like you shouldn't take too much out of this game. It is disappointing that the Broncos and no point were competitive. Like they got two field goals.
1: Um I mean well the score could have been a lot worse, but in the first half the defense had a few red zone stands to um, force a field goal as opposed to a touchdown. And that was the best and last time I felt okay about the game.
0: I also feel like the Broncos' defense, like they did have a couple of those stops, but also they were playing prevent defense, I think because the field was so slippery. So they were letting the Chiefs get all of these passes. I think that helped Mahomes' thing. And it's just like... If you're going to lose, and you're going to lose anyways, why not go for it? And if you fall down and they score, you fall down and they score. No one's going to be mad at you for falling down. I would have rather seen that.
1: I, ugh. It was, I think, most frustratingly, especially on the defensive end, Like I think Travis Kelsey has been with the Chiefs for at least five seasons, Tyreek Hill three seasons, and Pat Mahomes two full seasons at this point. And it doesn't look like the Broncos have game planned, drafted, put together a competitive personnel against our division rival. Um, like, in the Peyton years, every division rival got better at playing the Broncos because those they were the team with the target on their backs. Kansas City just looked like this was the first time we've ever seen Travis Kelsey play on the field. And they were. Tearing it up. I think he had 11 receptions for 120 yards. Um, everyone looked slow and completely lost when it came to guarding him. And Chris Harris, I still think we'll find a reason to re sign him because there's just no way they're going to find a better corner. But he's not going to get any faster or better at guarding. Uh, guarding? That's a right
0: thing. That, that's the right thing. Yeah. That's a corner.
1: Yes. Um, <laughs> In trying to keep up with Tyreek Hill, who absolutely burned him for a, uh, like, 60-yard touchdown.
0: I also thought Harris just looked like he didn't care that much. He was just like, I'm done with this season. I've done everything I can. He was really mad at Simmons on one of those where Simmons was supposed to come over and help him. And I think after that, he was like, I'm done.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's across the board, but to, the, to Locke and the offense— That's really they were just like oh, okay we came back down to Earth very quickly (laughs) and painfully. So you said that your you'd mentioned your friend wanted a Drew Lock jersey for Christmas and you asked him, Do you still want one at halftime? And what did he say?
0: He said yes. He also said at one point, maybe all of this will work out and eventually Andrew Locke will come back and he can just change the O to a U. Um (laughs) Like, that was one of his thoughts, but he's he's still all in. I think we're kind of at the point we talked about um, last week on our quarterback uh, part of the show where we've seen this game. Now what matters is how does Locke respond. Like, we need to see how he responds to adversity. A ton of adversity. He played terrible mm. along with everyone else on the offense.
1: I just realized I have a bit of crow to eat because I remember saying how much – I just wanted to see Locke air it out and, like, interceptions, completions be damned, just drive the ball down the field. And then I remember watching the game yelling, why are you still passing the ball? Uh, 18 of 40, so under 50%, in terrible conditions. Um,
0: And Lindsey was the high rusher for the Broncos. He had 38 yards. Like, they weren't running at all either.
1: They weren't. And they got stopped a lot, but, like, I. It sounds like an old head um, philosophy. Keep running the ball. Like, you get stopped. Okay, run the ball again. But the Broncos seem to abandon that immediately.
0: And this was the one game where it was like, that's your only option, really.
1: Yeah, I would. no one, like, uh, as good as Sutton has been, you just can't expect him to save you on third and seven multiple times a game. Fant had one good um play and then got hurt promptly. There was a, there was no one from your receiving core who was going to save the day there. And ugh, ugh. so I'm eating crow cuz I remember saying air it out and then I remember yelling at the TV. He's like run the ball. So I actually again I don't have a point there, but I just it felt like nothing was working right in any way shape or form.
0: Um, If you're interested, you can go back and listen to on YouTube. We have all of our YouTube clips on the Denver's. If you listen to the quarterback episode about Drew Locke, we talked a lot about what makes an NFL quarterback, including Quinn saying he wanted him to air out the ball. Yeah.
1: But also in that is me saying, or you, or someone saying, all right, let's see how he bounces back to your point originally. Um, We're playing the Lions on Sunday. Yeah,
0: and the Broncos, I think, have like a two-thirds chance to win that game. And then they're going to play the Oakland Raiders in their last game as the Oakland Raiders. And I have a great quote here. So the Raiders had their last game at the Oakland Coliseum. They lost. And the fans threw trash on the field. Yeah, they did. Uh, They lost to the Jaguars. Stay classy, Oakland. And everyone's new favorite quarterback, Gardner Menchu, after the game said this. Saw more middle fingers today than I have in my whole life. But they have a good time, man, and it was fun to ruin that for them, (laughs) which was my favorite. I feel like we were all robbed of really getting to know Gardner Minshew in college because he just played one year at Washington State. The rest of it was Eastern Carolina and I think a community college because of, you know, I'm guessing his grades weren't great (laughs) given the rest of his personality. (laughs) (laughs) But he's my favorite. He's exactly the quarterback that Jacksonville should have. Yeah, yeah. And it's weird that that was the last game at the Oakland Coliseum. There will be no more games on a baseball diamond ever again in the NFL.
1: Well, except for baseball games for a little while, I think.
0: Like- what? <laughs> he said there will be no more games,
1: There's still going to be – the A's are still going to play there. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I said in the NFL, there Oh yeah, our no okay. baseball diamonds. I had already <laughs> dialed <laughs> up that response before you finished your sentence. Um, yeah. Um, Oakland, it's funny because I hate the Oakland owners and I hate when fan bases lose their teams, especially cause like, I don't, it's hard to find a city that has more effectively like plastered their personality on over top a team. Um, and, like, the fact that Oakland lost the Raiders and the Warriors in back-to-back seasons, that sucks. And I feel sorry for them. But I've also lived my whole life hating the Oakland Raiders, so, ha-ha.
0: <laughs> and, I mean, if any if any city was going to easily take on their persona, it's Vegas. Actually, It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, as we mentioned, Taylor Hall got traded on Monday to the Arizona Coyotes, who are battling for a playoff spot in the Western Conference Meanwhile, the, I'll just, do you want to say more? <laughs>
1: no, I'm just going to deeply sigh for a second.
0: <sighs> um, also, the Avs, uh played the St. Louis Blues in a matchup for first place in the Central Division and lost. They got whooped too. Five to two. Nice. The Avs played terrible in the first period, just awful. And then they came back and made it two to one. And there was this exchange where Blues player tried to charge Rantanen, took out his knee. Should have been a penalty. It wasn't. McKinnon went to go, like, argue with the guy who done it. He got punched in the face. No penalty. 20 seconds later, Ian Cole high sticks a guy, gets a four-minute penalty. The Avs give up two goals, go down three to two, go on to lose five to two.
1: That's, you know, like, the diehards and even the casuals in hockey are never going to advocate for taking away the fighting. But, yeah, like – you try to go talk shit like in basketball and football now, dudes like chest bump and it's like and everyone knows a punch isn't gonna get thrown. Yeah. So for someone to so clearly just punch your best player in the face and there's no repercussions like in any other league people would be yelling like, That's assault, that's assault and it just it sucked because I was listening on the radio and they were up two one and then I had to go into Starbucks. I came out and I was like, "What happened?" Right.
0: And the double minor just killed them because they lost both. And the double minor, it one of them expires. So if you score in the first two minutes, you still get two more minutes. And so that's what happened. Wow. Um. So the ABS uh, have back to backs. Uh, while recording this, they'll play Chicago. Hopefully, they win that game and then Carolina on Thursday night.
1: Question Do Avs fans hate Ryan Riley as much as Nuggets fans still hate Carmelo?
0: It's complicated. Um <laughs> that's my favorite type of <laughs> answer. So way back during the last lockout, um Ryan O'Reilly was holding out for a contract This was before Sackick was the GM. To spite him, the Avs gave the captaincy to Gabe Landeskog. And then. That's pity. There's this whole. Yeah, and O'Reilly was clearly the favorite to be the captain at that point. At least we thought he was. There's this thing with restricted free agencies where teams can match. The Flames matched in the second week of the season. So the Avs had to give him a contract that was much bigger than Duchesne's contract. I was actually in the locker room when Duchesne found out. I was interviewing Duchesne when he found out how much O'Reilly was making, and he was mad. Whoa. And so there was this, like, sort of cold war between Duchesne and O'Reilly for years that ended with him being traded to Buffalo. So depending on how you feel about all that, you either like O'Reilly or don't like him. I like O'Reilly fine. They got Zadorov out of that trade, which was worth it, and um, Comfer. Like, it was a good trade. It cleared up some space. He's a hard worker. I don't ha- hold any animosity, but a lot of people do. Okay, cool. so. Cool. Right. Um,
1: we don't like the Blues
0: though. There's no, no reason to. Like don't the like blues. the Blues. Uh, the Avs play the Blues three more times, all in Colorado. So big games coming up later in the season, including Game 82, which hopefully will not be a battle for top in the West, but could be.
1: That'll be exciting.
0: It would, but I'm hoping the abs will just yes. soar past it. They're yep. number one in, the, in some of the power rankings this week, which is exciting. Um, Von Miller is the Broncos' only pro bowler. It is the first time since the 70s that the Broncos have just had a single representative. No one's on the reserves list, including Sutton, Simmons, and Lindsey. And it's National Signing Day in college football, which is when mostly already committed people Decide to sign with the school of their choice in football for NCAA teams. It's sort of like a mass marriage after various engagements, but then some random people also decide to get married. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get That idiots. may be the
1: first time that metaphor has been made towards sports, and I just find it beautiful. Yeah.
0: I don't get signing day. Like It seems like it happens all the time. Apparently, CU, I saw, finished 6th out of 12 in the Pac-12, which is amazing, considering... USC finished last. Really? Wow. Yeah, first time they've ever finished last at like, I don't know, at least 20 years. So some good things and uh, just some notes here at the end of the show. We're going to have a How the Grinch Stole Denver Sports episode next week. Um, So look for that. The Nuggets will play the Pelicans on Christmas night and it's looking like Zion Williamson will not be playing in that game.
1: I think they should change those matchups because uh, like golden state has been removed from several NBA uh, ESPN broadcasts. I think they should do a trash, like a coal game on Christmas where the Pelicans and warriors play. And as much as I hate the Rockets, they should make the Rockets and nuggets play.
0: Well, the nuggets are already in that eight thirty spot. Just make that game terrible. Just make the Pelicans go to golden state. No one's going to be watching anyway. Yeah. So, um, the Broncos play the Lions on Sunday, and then we'll finish out the Oakland Raiders in the new year. They w- have guaranteed a below 500 season. And just here at the end of the show, I wanted to let you know that the Rockies did sign
1: catcher Drew, Drew Butera, Butera
0: to a tryout contract. <laughs>
1: I was I couldn't imagine being more welmed by a backup catcher signing than... A catcher that's already been on the team and wasn't very good. Um, Good for you, Rocks. Good for you. Uh, Although I heard that um, it was said that there's no way that they're going to trade Nolan Arenado. Um, With the new signing of Garrett Cole to the Yankees for $380 million. Um, It's nice to know that the Rockies aren't looking for any major waves like that, but... Welcome back, Drew Batera. I don't know where you've been. I don't care. He's 36 years old, and I think he's batting like – Oh,
0: he was with the Rockies last year too. Yeah. Well, I think two years ago. Nope, last year. Last year. He was in the minors, and then they called him up for the roster expansion. Oh, okay. I mean, it was after we'd stopped paying attention to the Rockies completely. Sure, sure. So don't feel bad about not knowing, but –
1: Well, I knew he was on the team because I remember before Walters was like pretty okay – Everyone was pretty terrible, and so they got yeah. they traded for Drew Batera.
0: So, yeah, he did play more two years ago. And and he was batting year. like
1: a 113 or something, which, like, that just shows how important catchers are because catchers suck at hitting, but you still have I think there should be two DHs. I don't think pitchers or catchers <laughs> should have to bat, especially Drew Patera.
0: Well, um, Everyone have a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays. Look for our Grinch episode and we'll have a new episode in the new year.
1: Yeah, buddy. Go um Go Broncos. With a two-game win streak to close out this season.
0: See ya.